Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 75 of Zion's Finest. This is the second part of our two-part series with Ryan Janway. In the first part, episode 74, he gave a list-building breakdown, how he built the Carolina Swarm, the E-Riot Swarm that he took to Nationals. In this episode, he talks about how he did at Nationals, which was very, very well. And then we have like a general discussion on the meta. Ryan is awesome. You are going to really enjoy this episode. Um, there is no news, as except for what I um, reported in episode 74. Again, I encourage everybody to join us on the Slack channel by sending an email to zionsfinest.ia at gmail.com so you can get in on the next wave of the Vassal League and also su support us on Patreon by going to patreon.com slash zionsfinest. Get me any information you have got on your regionals. One more time, I am going to encourage everybody, if you live within the continental United States, or you are close enough to afford a reasonable flight, I encourage everyone to join us in Utah. January 5th is going to be our regional. We're already, we're drumming up support. Man, this is going to be so awesome. I've designed a custom token. It's going to be a double-sided token that we're going to be giving out at the regional. It's going to be awesome. There's going to be even more swag. We have got a special alt art that we're going to be producing for it. I'm not going to say what it is. I'm just going to say it's going to be freaking amazing. Um, we're really going to be trying to pull out all the stops. And also, if, if you come out, feel I mean, we're, we're, we'll be playing games. We'll be, you know, talking. I'm sure we'll crack, like, some philosophical conundrum that has been puzzling philosophers for a long time. I will have everybody read selected uh, parts of, you know, Wittgenstein or, you know, something that will make sure that we're really on the edge of things. I'm just kidding. I don't want to drive anyone away. We're not going to read any Wittgenstein, I promise. It's going to be tons of fun, though, guys. So, again, January 5th, that's Utah's regional. I encourage you to go to our Google Doc to see um, for all the regionals that are going to be close to you. It's going to be really, really important that we have a good showing with regionals this year. So let's just make sure that if, if it's at all possible for you to go, we're planning on traveling to a few. We would love pe people, obviously, to come to ours, but it's really important that you support your local store. If you, you guys all know that, it's going to be awesome. All right, let's turn over to episode 75, and let's listen to Ryan give a report on how he did. The other uh, sort of surprise card that I included in the list was Grizzly Contest. Ooh, I like this card. Well, yeah, I hate this card actually. But. Right. So <laughs> it doesn't, it's not one that shows up super often. And so it's one of those cards that people are usually like, pass it over here. Let me see that. What, yeah, that what does this do? <laughs> yeah. Uh, so it's a brawler only card and it says, use during your activation, an adjacent hostile figure suffers two damage, then you suffer two strain. So I think a lot of times people look at this card and it says Brawler and they think about people like um, Darth Vader or, uh, you know, these high-cost figures that might be Brawlers. Yeah. And you say, well, why would I want to trade two damage for two strain um, on, on a, you know, on a, on a big figure, on a, on a big Brawler? Yeah, the uh, math just doesn't work out. Right. But if you can play that card on a two-point riot trooper that has five health Oof, um yeah. all of a sudden it's two free damage and i don't really care about trading two damage on a riot trooper you know yeah, that's I mean? a great point that's an incredible point actually right how, uh, how much total health do you know how much total health not including extra or uh, reinforcement riot troopers but just how much total health your list has uh let's see it's 28 points from the elites and then okay. the regulars get you uh i think it's 40 health points from the so regulars six, so 68 in addition to every single one of them is going to get an extra block at the end extra of the block 
And so, there's oh two officers gosh. for whatever that's worth. Six more so, health points. And and then you've got double copies of reinforcements. So right. you're looking at an approximately like 85 health, not including not including, you know, all of the block tokens that you're all of it, all of it night. All of it. Holy smokes. Yeah. With the extra block with Zillow. Right. Cause I don't know if I mentioned that, but it's, it's Zillow and rule by fear in there as well. Yep. Um, oh, man. the rare eight activation Imperial list. Um, yeah. Good point. Yeah. Uh, so it just gives you and and with Zillow, you can, Take away a Pierce two once per round, and if you really need to save a riot trooper, you pitch a card to add a block. Mm-hmm. Um, so you've just got you can make it very difficult for your opponent to remove um, one of these guys if you don't want them to. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Yeah. Holy smokes. So yeah, a card like Grizzly Contest really, really shown for me um, during the tournament because what would happen is. You would make attacks, let's say with a, an elite or a regular, let's say you're attacking like a weak way um, pirate, right? And you make an attack against that black dice and you end up doing three damage and one strain. Yeah. Okay. So now the opponent has to make that choice. I've got three damage on this weak way. Am I going to discard one of my valuable um, scum hunter yeah. command cards? Absolutely. Or am I just going to take another point of damage on him because he's probably going to die on the next attack anyways? So they make that choice and they say, okay, I took three. I'm going to take the strain as one damage. Now I'm at four health. Oh, man. And then here comes Grizzly Contest. And and now that figure's gone. Gosh dang. That's you know? like a, that's just a gut yeah. right there. I man. I, I definitely had it happen in a game against uh, Han Rangers where that same situation came up and I had gotten, it was four damage and a strain on a Ranger, yeah. right? The opponent yeah. makes a choice. I'll take the damage, goes up to five, Grizzly contest, and he's gone. Mm-hmm. And so the thing is, and, and, that, and that should be the choice you make, right? Like you, you're like, I'm, this guy is going to die. Absent a miracle of some kind. So yeah, I should take it like this. And that's the incredible thing about cards like Grizzly Contest is it's like people have just so baked into their brains like what the math is, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden it's like, okay, now here's a swing, right? Yep. It's like an element of surprise that you played when you shouldn't have been able to play it. Yeah. So that card Ooh. that card was a nice, it was a really big surprise factor, I think. A lot of people, that's one where a lot of people, like you said, weren't doing that math ahead of time, yeah. you know? Mm. Um, but you mentioned it earlier. Actually, a lot of people seem to think, uh, and I think it's probably just the prevalence of Unshakable Vader, a lot of people assumed that I would be running Parting Blow in a list like this. So yeah. I kind of had that factor working for me as well, like the assumption that uh, maybe I don't want to run from this Riot Trooper because he's just going to Parting Blow me, you know? <laughs> yep, absolutely. I mean, to- I mean, I would think you would, right? Like, I, I see why you'd have grizzly contest instead sure but like party blue you're like you've got you know 15 billion like riot troopers right, right? like that's all the free attacks and you don't care if they get stunned like all no. the free attacks in the world so sure yeah, yeah so so that was um that's basically my command card uh list there um so i'll jump into my into how the uh the, the rounds actually went for me on day one Perfect. at nationals um uh, I'll start off by saying that uh, everybody I played was fantastic. Um, 
I apologize in advance for uh, the details I may get wrong. It's been about six weeks since the tournament, so um, I'm going to do my best here. Uh, the first game I played was against um, a guy named Joe. Uh, goes by uh, He goes by Joe. I think his name is uh, Josafa. Uh, he's on the Slack. Yep. I always I thought it was just yeah Josafa yeah that is it's because there's no e in there yeah yep. um, I've seen him on Vassal a bit lately as well uh, he was he had a good list he had uh, Jabba Onar Vento Greedo so he's doing the scum heroes kind of thing yeah uh, he had an e Jawa in there he was running a devious scheme in black market and uh, and then he had a set of Equay pirate or elite weakway pirates, and he was running um, the attachment called Explosive Armaments on them. Oh my gosh! Which I think says like you can spend two surges um, to maybe it's add one damage and blast one. I know it has something to do. With I think it might even be blast two. Maybe so. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean weakways often do have a surfeit of surges. So yeah, it's, I'm gonna look that up right now. It's an interesting. Um, Interesting card for sure. Uh, yeah. So we were playing on most Eisley on the stashed away, um, the two two point control point mission. Um, from what I remember about this one, it was definitely a very close game. Uh, figures like Vinto are actually um, really good, or they can be good against a Riot Swarm because he gets that free um, bolt slinger damage. So He's just ping it, ping and pinging the people down that like was. He, you know, if you've got one damage left on somebody, you don't need to spend a card. Just have, exactly. you know, and you've got so many targets, right? Just like send him in and go pick someone off. Yep. He can be really good at cleanup. And, uh, yep. and Joe was a super good player, um, made it very difficult for me to try to get at his Vento. Um, I remember this one was, we were trading points back and forth. This one was very close. One of the closer games of the day. Um, but I was able to, like I said, spread those tr riot troopers out, sit on as many objective points as I could, and then just keep, keep thumping away until I, um, was able to get the upper hand on them there. Uh, so that was a good game. Definitely a close one. Awesome. Um, round two, things got, uh, things got interesting. Um, they called the mission and it was Tarkin Labs Rogue AI. And so this was the one that, like, my, my friend Terry and I... You're ready. You're, you're ready for your win. This was the one where I'm like, okay, this is good. Um, I see who I'm paired against, and it is none other than James Hedgepeth. Oh, man. And I'm, I'm excited because I'm like, okay, if my theory holds true and I can win this mission, this is great because I know James is a super good player. He's going to go on to win a bunch more games and it's gonna help my strength of schedule. MOV. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Or yeah, strength of schedule. Yeah. yeah. So I was like, okay, this is gonna be the test too, because he's a great player. Um, he's so good. Let's see if this, you know, if, if my if my theory about Rogue AI really holds up. Um, as a side note, I'll mention uh, my friend Terry Floyd, who was also running the Riot Swarm. Um, Unfortunately, this was round two. His opponent decided to drop um, oh, no. at this point in the tournament to play Destiny, of all things. Uh, <laughs> um, and so we both were just kind of lamenting about like, oh, man, why 
why did he drop now? Why couldn't he have dropped um, at Courier Droids? You know what I mean? Because yeah. that's yeah. it's like he he wants to play. You want to play this mission with the right. Or this is like it, yeah. This is the one like where you're going to get your win. Right. So that was kind of a bummer for him. Um, yeah. So James and I get into our game. He is running uh, Han Rangers actually, and uh, in in the times in the past when I've played against James at regionals and stuff, he has usually been playing a Vader list. Um, yep. But yeah, decided to go with Han Rangers for this tournament. He was doing the um, double smuggler version. Uh, so he had the care package in there, all that good stuff. Um, yep. This mission was just, it was just crazy. Uh, the notes that I have down about this one, and I remember, I remember this, um, I was able to score 32 points in objectives oh um, oh, on this mission. I, I have it written down that the only things I killed were his two smugglers and I killed one ranger. So, yeah. so there was eight <laughs> points in kills oh my God. and 32 points in objectives there. And oh I, I even um, remember that as, as I was spreading the riots out to hit this, you know, hit the AI, um, it was bouncing. Uh, I was calling it cross court. Like it was going from one edge of the map to the far side. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. And sometimes if it, if the AI stays right in the middle or really close, like depending on your positioning, one figure might be able to hit it twice, um, oh just just in their um, you know eight movement point activation. But this one was bouncing even farther from one end to the opposite pretty frequently, so um, it maybe slowed me down a little bit. But man, I, what did he what did he kill? Uh, I'm trying to remember now and see, this was the interesting thing that I, that I was finding during the day, um, was that, okay. So a list like Han Rangers really only has, um, what would you say? Five attacks per round. Yeah. I mean, realistically five point, like five with, with hair coming in for a little plink of plink. Right. right. You've got your Rangers, you've got Hans attack, his end of round attack, and then yeah, Hera popping in there. So with a list like that, each of those attacks really needs to be removing um, one figure per attack as much as possible. Absolutely. Absolutely. And in my experience, it just doesn't, it, it's a very narrow um, window for that to happen with, with the kind of attacks that are coming from, from Han and the uh, elite Alliance Rangers, you know, yeah, with the ability absolutely. to tap Zillow, take away the Pierce two from a Ranger attack, um, the block token, the, the black dice. It's more often than not, um, even a focused Ranger is not necessarily guaranteed to kill a regular riot trooper. You know what I mean? Oh, man, that's crazy. Um, I think their attack maxes out at like six pierce two. Yeah. Um, with a with a focus and like that's that's not it's not always gonna get a kill on a regular riot trooper. Yeah, absolutely. You know what I mean? I mean, like, he can expend Hera, but then he's spending Hera, right? Like, if he's got his damage cards, but you're like, okay, I'll take you spending, you know, whatever you need to spend. 
in order to kill that two point exactly right and and in a deck like that like what are the what is the card is it like is it assassinate that has to come out in order to remove you know what i mean (laughs) that's what feels bad man (laughs) yeah absolutely so i mean in a lot of these games um i would find that my opponent was was obviously getting kills mowing these riot troopers down um there would be games where i could i might lose eight riot troopers maybe nine maybe even ten um but with two copies of reinforcements, I usually am going to have 13 or 14 riot troopers. And by the time they've killed that many, um, I've gotten the points from them. You know what I mean? Man, that's crazy. So I do remember he, he mowed down a fair bit there. Um, but the analogy I kept using during the day was like, this riot swarm is just kind of like overwhelming the meat grinder. You know, yeah, just that's like, exactly right. You just keep shoving stuff into it, and eventually, like, it just breaks down and it can't keep up. You know, they they, <laughs> they sacrifice their bodies. Exactly. That's oh, that's what it is. Yeah. Oh, so, um, like I said, really good game, uh, and I was able able to win um, on that one with Rogue AI, like I was hoping to. Um, I we've kind of joked around, like that rogue AI mission with the riot swarm, it might be possible to take like a pacifist approach um, and, and potentially get the win without ever launching I'm an attack. a single attack. Oh you know? man. It'd be interesting. Oof. <laughs> Oof. Uh, so moving on, going into round three, um, I went from my highest high to my lowest low. Um, Uskru courier droids was the next oh, mission. Okay. So, for all the glory I had on Rogue AI, I knew I was about to uh, be in trouble on Courier Droids. So I was playing against a guy named uh, Brendan uh, Nagel. Um, I think he's from Georgia. He was running um, a not quite uh, Daniel Taylor's world's list, but close. This was IG... Elite Weakway Pirate, Greedo, Elite Jawa, Rebel Care Package Plus, um, and R2-D2. That is that, like extremely close is to that, DT's. That might even be that list. One, two, three, four. Yeah, I feel like DT's was seven activations, and I think... No, DT's was eight. Oh, it was eight, so okay. I think this yeah. is a list then. Yep. Yeah, so, um, so I had not practiced against IG-88 a ton. Um, with the riot swarm, uh, not there's one of our, one of the guys in our local group plays him, um, and we we'd had a few games, but I always find IG to be pretty swingy, you know. Um, yeah. Yep. All just depends about Blaze of Glory and the the timing. So yeah, if he's got Blaze of Glory in hand, like end of round one with negation. Although I don't know against your list, but like if he's got that in hand, it's gonna be tough for you to lose the game. Whereas if you don't. You're just going to have to play very carefully. Right, right. right. And IG's attacks, um, if he gets in close and he's dealing the relentless and then rolling two reds and a green, um, he, again, he doesn't have a reroll option, but those, that red, red, green attack is always pretty strong. Um, You bet. And so he's, he's definitely got the potential to be one shotting um, regular riot troopers, at least. So yeah, we sit down to play this one. Um, I kind of had my, my plan in mind, right? Like I'm going after his courier droids and I'm going to see what happens. Um, so we set up 
round one, you know, I do my typical opening moves and move about two thirds of the squad out into the open area. Uh, I think I was on the top of the map and I was moving my guys towards the booth. If I remember correctly, mm. coming, okay. coming that way. Um, so we, I think part of um, what happened here is that I, th I think he had, like a lot of people, had never played against a Riot Swarm and just nope. really wasn't entirely clear, like, what, what's the move here? I think in this, yeah. in this game, I started with initiative. So we did all of our round one stuff, and then he had to open the first door at the end of the round, you know? Yep. Because um, he's got devious scheme, right? And right. So. Yeah, he's got devious. Um, so he actually. So I've moved two thirds of my squad out, surrounding the booth on that side of the map, right? Um, I've got yeah. one third over near my terminal, in between the two doors. He actually decides, and so I'll say at the end of round one, he has moved. It kind of surprised me. He moved a lot of his squad, almost all of his squad, close to his terminal area. A lot of times okay. you see people spread out to that open um, open side where there is no door to try to peek around and get some yeah. shots. But it's a great, I, cause that is a great, it's a great camping spot. Yeah, Incredibly good. Camping absolutely. Spot. And it makes it hard for your opponent to reach you way over there. Um, yep. But he really, he moved his weak ways. He moved IG. He moved almost all of his squad, except maybe Greedo um, closer hmm. to his terminal, uh, sort of in between the terminal and the, dome terrain feature that's kind of just outside his deployment zone. So he yep. was setting up over there. Um, so end of round one, he has to pop the first door. He actually chooses to open one of my doors. I think it was my um, terminal. Yeah, I think it was my terminal door um, where I had, you know, maybe two riot troopers, uh, one elite, an officer, something like that over there. So he opens up my door. Now I have to open the second door, right? Um, so I'm kind of looking at the map, and I say, well, I'll just open my other door and keep... Yeah, leave his guys penned keep up. Keep both of his doors closed, because these guys aren't going to get to attack in round two, and Oof. it gives me protection while the whole swarm just moves right up against his door. You know what I mean? Mm. So yeah. both of my doors come off round one. Round two is kind of, yeah, like, like you would expect. Um, I'm able to move most of my swarm up against his two doors. I mean, on the door and all the adjacent yeah. spaces. His guys are sitting back there, not in great position to be able to attack. And then over on the side, um, now that my terminal side door is open, the way that he positioned his courier droid uh, I'm actually able to move out, move four, and start thumping this courier droid. And um, I, I think I got him in two attacks, maybe. I think I high rolled on like an elite riot attack and did four damage and then came in with a regular. And so round two, I'm able to remove his first courier droid. So like things are off to a pretty good start. I'm like, okay, um, I think round two, the only attacks that came were maybe like a Greedo shot and maybe like one long IG shot, you know? Mm -hmm. um, so then round three comes, the last two doors pop open, and now it's it's a free-for-all. Um, 
I think I was able to start, and, and you know, this is round three. Now we've had two rounds of card draw, sort of getting to this point, kind of you know, beefing up our hands. Um, I, I think, yeah, I think I had initiative going into round three because I started the game with it. So I have initi- initiative going into round three. I think I had strength in numbers and was able to start off with that, with an elite activation and a regular activation. And <clears throat> in my notes, I have that I was able to remove um, his entire weak way activation oh, with man. that combo. Oh, man. And I, I'm sure I probably had to throw some extra cards, maybe a Grizzly Contest or a grenade or something, but getting both... Who cares? Right. I'll throw it all. Um, getting both <laughs> yeah. focused hidden weak ways at that point was huge. Um, somewhere in there... Because now he like realistically doesn't even have the firepower right. Right, to like remove. Right. Yeah. Oh, uh, to make matters worse, somewhere in there he took Strain, um, and I think he had eight or nine cards left in the deck, figured he was safe, um, discarded Blaze of Glory. Oh, man, that's the game. Yeah. So I was able to kill his second courier droid over kind of in the same place and then just just sort of move these guys in. Um, and despite my, <laughs> despite my previous doubts, um, I was able to win on the courier droid mission, which for me was kind of like the, the personal highlight. That's the one where I knew was always going to be the biggest challenge. So yeah, hmm. I was feeling pretty good um, after being able to get a victory on that one. Uh, so moved into round four, um, got to play against a, uh, uh, a guy that's in my local area in Raleigh uh, named Jeremy Maxwell. Uh, goes by Average Joe Gamer on the Slack. Ah, I didn't know he was, I thought his name was actually Joe. Well, yeah. Um, yep, it's Jeremy. Uh, he's a great uh-huh. player. Um, oh, man. Yeah, yeah, good guy. Uh, we've played a little bit um, leading up to to the tournament here, so he's um, he's a big Han Rangers players as uh, as well. He's he's real good with it. Um, we sat down and we were playing on Tarkin Labs on the uh, experimental weapons with the extra okay. attack dice. So so both of my Tarkin games were against Han Rangers, which was kind of interesting. Um, uh, this one, I I don't remember the details. I remember he had his smugglers um, trying to come out and grab weapons. Uh, the brief notes I have about this game, um, at some point I was able to throw a grenade and hit five figures uh, with, with the triple damage. Oh my gosh. And... I mean, you know how many figures are in Han Rangers, like yeah. eight-ish, maybe, something like that. So Yeah, there'll be there's there'll be ten. Ten figures 10? in the, in like with the double um the with double two smugglers. Uh, smugglers. Yeah. yeah. So oh. right. Oh, so hitting five of those with three three damage off of a two point riot trooper, like mm, that <laughs> Yeah. I uh, my dice were pretty hot in this game and um you know, those riot troopers are great at, they can't reach a lot of things, but like when regular smugglers come out, um, yeah, good point. those riot troopers are just going to eat them alive, you know? Yep. 
because you can you can af- af- like afford to, to spend these cheap attacks attacking these cheap figures right like even if they dodge like i don't care exactly right? like, yeah, it, another one. it really doesn't matter because i'll just get the next one in and and you know from my side like those smugglers are really his only objective players you yeah. know what i mean because han and the rangers yeah. are sitting back Hera is sitting back so if those guys come out i'll definitely take those attacks um and now and now he you know, in order to play objectives, he's got to put some of the more valuable things out there. Um, So, yeah, I was able to get the win there. Uh, I don't remember too many more notes on it. Um, That was round four. Round five, um, another another big matchup. Um, Lucas Davidson. Oh, man. Yeah. uh, On most likely, this was the... uh, concealed treasures the pick up and deliver the crates okay so um yeah we sat down to play and from the moment we sat down lucas was kind of talking about it he was like oh wow he's like i think i'm in trouble he was like (laughs) about to see the efficiency of the imperial delivery service you know with all these exactly all these crates so um and, you know, he was running Unshakable Vader, Double Jets, Cross Train Riots. Um, he's extremely good with that list. Oh, my gosh, yes. Um, but, you know... He eventually... He, he's, he's the one who eventually went, wins the tournament. That's correct, yeah. So, uh, I mean, and Lucas is just unbelievable. Like, you're, you have just, like, done the... It's the murderer's row, right? Like, James, oh, Lucas, like, these guys are... Whew. Yeah, I'll... I'll recap the standings when we're done, but yeah, there were no, no slouches um, in in this lineup for sure. So yeah, I, like I kind of mentioned earlier, I did this plan that I had on, um, on, on uh, concealed treasures, which was to get my hands on four of these eight crates by the end of round one. Right. Mm. And with his kind of list, Vader, double jets, regular riot troopers, um, he doesn't want jet troopers picking up those crates. You know what I mean? No. Yeah. The jet troopers are there to attack. Vader's attacking the regular riots. If they can get a crate or two, that would be nice, you know? Um, so yeah, I just, I execute that plan. I get four crates by the end of round one. Um, wow. it, I have them in hand, you know, ready to score in round two. He's, he sends Vader in, you know, Vader's doing his thing. Um, but you know, so Vader's going to get a kill. He's going to kill two per round, right? You're going to reinforce well, one of them. Uh, you know, Vader's end of round attack is, is also not quite guaranteed. Oh, that's true. To get the kill. Cause he, d- he's not going to have Pierce most of the time. If he rolls two red dice, um, it's probably not going to kill an elite riot trooper. It might not kill a regular depending on how it Ooh. goes. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, so I have here that I ended up scoring five or six uh, of those crates um, wow. during this mission, four points a piece. I killed at least two of his jets, maybe three. Um, I was able to get both of his riot troopers and an officer. So, I mean, we were just making those trades. And, you know, again, jet trooper attacks against a riot trooper, it's going to take at least two jet trooper attacks um, to get through that riot trooper defense. You know what I mean? Yeah. 
Oh, man. Uh, so, and then once an elite riot trooper can put weaken on a jet, it's, that's, that's, that's nice. You know? Yeah. The agile no longer matters. Right. right? Like at that point. So, Ooh. Yeah. It was a great game. Um, and it was, I mean, it was one of those games that was definitely, it was like close in points. Um, but, but, you know, one where I was able to keep, keep that lead going throughout the game yeah. um yeah but super great player super great game a lot of fun there uh so going into the last round this is round six at this point i was five and oh um final match was on uscrew uh the control points the um lost and found mission and yep. i was playing against a guy named matt uh muto i think is his name um I don't know him. Is he on the Slack? Uh, I'm not. I don't think he is. I think he's another okay. um, East Coast guy. Uh, I have. I, I know of him, and I think I can't remember if we've played before, but I think I saw him at nationals the year before, and I think he um, he plays with like James Hedgepeth and Lucas and and those guys. So he's very good. Um, oh, oh yes. Okay, yes, absolutely. Yeah, I think I do uh, know who you're talking about. Yeah. Okay, he there. had a great list. Um, Han and Chewie. Oh boy and Jin, and then like a smuggler r2 and the rebel care package plus mm. so um really cool list i really like that list it's i feel like it's one that takes a lot of skill to make that one work um but he was very good with it uh from what i remember about this oh this was maybe one of my favorite things in the tournament um at the start of this match so i'm playing rule by fear right and i've yeah. got to make this decision about which card to discard at the beginning of the game. Um, and sometimes you just pull that like amazing hand, you know, where you've just got it all, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> you know, and I'm trying, I wish I could remember exactly what I had in the hand. I know it was, I, I at least had negation, at least one reinforcements, um, maybe something like grenadier, uh, strengthen numbers maybe oh man and then take initiative right and i think in this game he was starting with initiative right yeah so so i look at these cards that may not be the exact hand but um the card i choose to discard is take initiative yeah you I, know i get that because you're not i mean you're giving you're giving away a lot of information but it's also like it's not going to matter next round right right and this and list so. this list doesn't depend on those huge start of round swings as much as others do you know what i mean great point great point so but for him having never really played against a riot swarm sitting down and trying to figure out okay what kind of cards is he working with and then to see someone flip over take initiative his <laughs> he definitely kind of had that moment of like his eyes bugging out and he was just like I, I don't know what to think about this now. You know, and you're like, yeah, you, you you should be feeling that way. Yes, yes. Oh man. So we played a great game. Um, he had awesome positioning. He really he set up a great box um, on his side of like the door line on Uskru. So just okay. just inside um, where the doors are. Okay. Uh, he kept Han and Chewie on the exposed side of the box. Yep. With 3PO in the back, Hera in the back. Um, yeah, it was just really good to the point where, you know, I 
push all my guys out into the middle of Uskru, round one. Round two, um, he's positioned it so that I can't reach anyone but Han and Chewie. And yeah. it's a waste of my time trying to attack either Han or Chewie with 3PO sitting behind them. You know what I mean? It's yeah. you're never going to get anywhere with that. So I, I might have tried an attack on Han or something like that once or twice and then i realized like okay this isn't gonna work um yeah so then i ended up having to just start like double moving most of my guys like all the way around and behind his box just to get just to get into position for the next round so that i could reach things like 3po Hera, r2 you know what i mean yep um and again this is the kind of list he's running the kind of list han chewy where You've got Chewie's attack, you got Han's attack, you got Hera. Um, but you know, that ends up being four to five attacks per round. Yep. So it's like, yeah, I'm sending all the riots around you guys and behind, and you'll pick off a few as I'm coming in, but next round, all these guys are here, you know? Yeah. I mean, I guess like the philosophy of like, I'm playing that, what you're hoping is that you can work riots down so that Chewie can like get a free slam. Right. Cause you want, you want Chewie and Han both to be removing like two riots each per round. Right. Right. Like that, that's, I mean, and if you're not going to be hitting that kind of and, math and that's, that's rough. That's what it comes out to be. It really forces the opponent. Like if they're not, if they're not meeting those kinds of quotas, you know what I yeah, mean? Exactly. Then they yep. start getting behind. Yep. Oh um, man, that's scary. Yeah. So I was just, like I said, able to um, spread out, get those control points because Han and Chewie are not coming out to contest those objective points. You know what I mean? Nope. So you send a few guys in, make some attacks. If they take damage, retreat them away to an objective point. Um, and was just able to kind of whittle down the soft stuff in the back, you know, get Hera, get 3PO. Um, I don't remember if I got Gideon or not, but between objective points and killing the, the support figures, um, I was able to pull the win out on that one as well. Cool. So, so that was the run end of, uh, the first day I was six and no um, undefeated in Swiss and nationals. It was it was nice. It was nice. The Slack was like losing its mind. <laughs> I everyone was like, "What is he running?" Exactly. Yes. <laughs> oh, it was awesome. Yeah, it was so awesome. It was a ton of fun. Like I said, great games. Um, so I came back the next day. Uh, they did a cut to top eight. Um, oh, I'll just mention the guys that I played um, after round after day one standings. Um, basically, the the six opponents that I played um, five of them were in the top 11 I think oh, man. Um, yeah yeah five in the top 11 after day one. Oh man so like Holy I said smokes. no slouches there um, yeah day two I came back uh, it was top eight cut so maximum of three rounds to go I knew we were gonna you know reset all the missions so everything was up for grabs um and uh, the first mission that gets pulled is Tarkin Labs, right? And my okay. eyes start to get wide uh, as I'm, you know, I'm, Here we go. I'm, I'm, 
I'm sitting there. I'm hoping say it, say rogue AI, you know, uh, yep. but no, it's, it's the experimental weapons um, okay. that comes out and I get paired up with a guy I'd played uh, on day one, uh, Brendan Nagel. And he was running, okay. he was running the DT worlds list, the IG. Yep. And so um, this was the guy that I played on the courier droids and was able to win. Yeah. So that's my, that was our previous um, matchup. So we sit down to play uh, experimental weapons, um, and basically the thing I keep coming back to about this game is it was um, kind of like Emperor Palpatine on the Death Star 2, where my overconfidence was my weakness, you know? Uh, of course. <laughs> uh, I go through day one, six and no. Um, I've already... Crushing it. Right. I'm thinking... I just, you know, I'm just cruising through this next game. It's going to be great. Rogue AI, I mean, uh, Experimental Weapons is a pretty good map for me. I'm thinking, okay, I got this, you know. Um, yeah. I position my riots maybe a little uh, too aggressively, a little extra aggressively in round one. I'm putting um, several of them in the top. Um, so when you're looking at that map and you have the deployment zones on the left and right, and you have the treehouse um, at the top, uh, what I call the treehouse, that red square um, uh, blocking terrain next to a, uh, a single space just outside yep. the forested deployment zone. Yeah, I think they call it Greedo's treehouse, Greedo's but I tree think house. everyone knows what we're, what we're talking about. If you're looking at the map um, with the deployment zones on bottom, it's on the right-hand side. Yeah, next yep. to the... Yep. Yeah, and so... Um, one of the things that I had told my friend Terry about the, you know, our riot swarm on this map was like, you know, you should really keep, keep the riots away from, away from that lane near the treehouse because if your opponent opens the doors, they can get a great line of sight at you on that lane and can shoot mm -hmm. you without having to, um, commit, you know what I mean? Without yeah. having to position themselves poorly. Um, yeah. So I failed to follow my own advice in this game, you know? I throw, I throw a couple of my riots up there um, thinking that, you know, it can't go that badly for me. Um, <laughs> and what I didn't, didn't plan for was IG having Blaze of Glory ready to go um, uh, at the end of round classic. one. So mm. I've got some riots out there in the middle. He's able to come out and light them up. And he's hitting the, he's hitting the roles he needs, and uh, he is. I think he was able to remove both activations of my elite riot troopers pretty quickly. I think by round Holy two, smokes. I think by round two they were both gone. Maybe I had one figure left. Oh one man! Eight. So Oof. it was not that was not going great. I didn't have reinforcements um, in hand by round two, uh, so. I was picking up some objective points, but uh, the kills were, were coming quickly. Um, yeah. So I'm kind of rushing to make up this deficit, get into his deployment zone, and try to start putting some damage on the softer figures. Um, I, was, I think I was down at first off of um, a couple of these IG kills, uh, and then I was, you know, closing the gap. The points were neck and neck. I think we went into the last round. 
maybe it was like 19 to 21. Holy smokes. So like, and this is after the blaze of glory swing. I'm, I'm scraping my way back into this thing, you know, just trying everything I can. Um, and it just seemed like, you know, my dice were coming up a little short. I remembered, um, there were those situations where, you know, I needed to, I needed to get that extra point of damage on a weak way to finish him off. And it just wasn't there. Um, and so this game was just crazy close, crazy tight. IG was getting a lot of work done. Um, I was able to position, you know, kind of came past his terminal into his deployment zone, getting some riots in there. Um, but he was definitely thinning out, thinning out the swarm. Um, Mm. I know that this, this game got crazy and it came down to the last activations in the round. Um, we were only a few points apart from each other and somehow or another, you know, all the figures had been moved out to the middle trying to contest these control points, um, and trying to grab the weapons as well. You know, um, yeah, I had an officer out in the middle that had picked up a red weapon. Um, he had moved his Jawa out to the middle and I think the Jawa had a green weapon. Something oh like this, gosh. you know? This is a shootout. Oh, man. And, you know, at this point, I'm down to maybe three riots on the board, something like this, Ooh. three or four. Um, I'd removed a lot of his stuff. He still had, I think he still had Greedo out there. IG. IG was still there. Um, he had this Jawa, and then maybe he had Hera, like, with some damage on her in the backfield. Um mm. And I had, like I said, three or four riots and then this officer with a red weapon and the points are just super tight. Um, a kill and a couple victory points could swing it either way. Uh, yeah. So I just remember we get into this shootout between the Jawa and the officer, both with the weapons, right? Um, this is amazing. <laughs> his Jawa moves in, contests the control point. I had the officer... Officer sitting on the control point, so Jawa comes in to contest, takes the shot, and he's you know it's a elite Jawa with like two greens and a yellow. Um, Those guys hit hard. Oh yeah, like a, a regular Imperial officer is not going to survive that attack almost no matter what, unless he dodges. Yeah, which I did. Ooh. You know, so at this point, this is like the the first game of the top eight. And we definitely have like a crowd of people around the table, you know, because this one is just so, so tight and it's just neck and neck. He doesn't have to. (laughs) (laughs) Um, The Jawa takes a shot and here comes the dodge from the officer. Right. And it's like the eruption around the table, you know, just people are yelling. So um, now it's my activation. The officer is up. He's going to take his shot, try to get this Jawa out of there and take the control point back. You know, Imperial officer, blue, yellow dice pool with the red weapon, rolls a big attack. The Jawa dodges, you know? Oh, my gosh. It's, again, the, the people standing around watching, like, erupt, you know? Yeah. Um, that, we made, a, a like, another trade or two... And I think, I think partly because he still had a mostly healthy Greedo, he was able mm-hmm. to run Greedo around, get to an objective point, and take a shot. Um, and and he was able to 
to to clinch the victory on that one um, by wow. a couple of points. Um, super close game, a lot of fun. Uh, but yeah, it was one of those games where it's like, oh, if I had if I had been a bit more cautious here, I think I uh, yeah. think it would have worked out for me. Um, what was what was the bummer was the next mission that was called was Rogue AI. Oh man. Uh, Who did Brendan play? So Brendan went on to play Brett. Brett Kelly. Oh yeah. Okay. So yeah. he played Brett's also Brett's also praying that he doesn't have right. to play that. So yeah. he played Brett Kelly on Rogue AI and you know Brett was running the Han Rangers list. Yep. Um so you know I not to lament the what ifs, but it would have been it would have been a heck of a game to play Brett um on that mission. And then from there, Brett went on to play Lucas. Uh, the final was on most Eisley, um concealed treasures. Yep. Um, which was the which was the mission that I played against Lucas uh, the day before. Mm. So it was yeah, it was a. I, all I could do was sit back and just mm, just lament oh, lament man. that place of glory. So yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah. it was a great it was a great run. Um, I had a fantastic time with the list and all all the players there were great so um i felt like all my preparation you know really paid off was definitely pleased with uh with the results and just had a great time at it so Mm. yeah that is awesome ryan you deserve so many congratulations for the creative list and obviously the incredible piloting i mean i'm not asking you to engage in some false modesty here but how much of your success and also we should say you've won regionals you've been on the podcast before when you talked about running your you ran the vader palp riot list you didn't have any any range shots except for like an officer right i i ran that one at regionals uh earlier this year um i came up short against lucas davidson and and uh and James Hedgepeth, I think, at the North Carolina Regional. Um, okay, but it was super. It was a yeah, close games. Then. Yeah, very good. And but the reason why I'm at, I'm saying this is how much of your success do you think was attributable to the fact that people just were at a loss as to what to do against the Riot Swarm? I definitely obviously a, a lot of it is that you know what to do, right? Like if you're right. on Moss Eisley, the fact that you know you're going to get four boxes that's a huge advantage. But how much do you think is of the inverse is the case? Yeah. Yeah, I think um, I think there's definitely a certain factor there uh, of the surprise, right? Where yeah. an opponent sits down and has not played against this kind of list before, whereas yeah. they've probably played against Han Rangers dozens of times. Maybe they played against Unshakable Vader dozens of times, right? Absolutely. Um, and in a game like Imperial Assault, where um, one or two mistakes right yep. can really can really lead to big swings i think having that um that little bit of a surprise factor uh where people aren't quite sure what the optimal uh move is or aren't yeah. quite sure what to expect coming out of your command deck you know what i mean mm, um, it it gives you it gives you a little bit of a element of surprise not the card um yeah indeed. you know um but at the same time i think you know i've been playing lists similar to this for a long time um imperial yeah. lists uh with the, with jet troopers which are 
not that different in the positioning game. Um, hmm. They're short range figures. Um, so yeah, I think my uh, positioning play with this kind of a list, I mean, it's super important. Um, and that was definitely a big factor. Um, Absolutely. But yeah, yeah. If you coming up with a list and, and it's, it, so there's a fine line between um, madness and genius, right? So genius, that's like, right. Um, so coming up with like a list that people aren't used to uh, or aren't expecting can, right, can really do good things for you at times. Um, I'm not suggesting to run a wing guard swarm or anything. You <laughs> yeah, know what I mean? Don't do that. No. Um, but, you know, finding something like this that, that you have tested and you know it will work, um, and if it's something that a lot of people haven't seen, uh, I, like, I like that kind of uh, strategy. That's so cool. Man, how, how incredibly cool. Well, many, many, many congratulations on that. Do you have any other closing thoughts or, or I want to talk a little bit about the current meta? Sure. No, I think that that covers it. And um, yeah, like, you know, it was interesting in that um, after this tournament, we had Lothal come out next. And in, in a lot of ways, I felt like the Riot Swarm kind of died overnight yeah <laughs> you know yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> which was which was sad for me um yeah i really i i liked the idea of that kind of a list a list that you mm. could bring with all generics you could focus on objective play you didn't have to depend on a queen piece or queen pieces um uh but yeah do you think um so is the reason let, let let's break that down a little bit because your list is interesting in that it doesn't need to kill many things in order to win. But like with Spectre Cell is the problem that you're just realistically not going to, like you're just not going to kill anything before Ezra, Kanan, you know, Zeb, mow you down, yeah. followed up by Sabine's grenade. <laughs> is that like the big problem, right? Yeah. So I've t I tested it a few times against Spectre Cell early on. And the problem there is it's twofold. Uh, so part one of the problem is that they have that built-in block, right? That's so good. And like I said, the math for these riot troopers is like 70% against just a regular black dice to do two damage. Okay. Mm. But that math starts to shift when everybody's got a one block built in, right? Now it becomes 70% yep. on a regular riot trooper just to do one damage. Oh my god! Okay, um, which increases the chance. That's a thirty percent chance to do nothing, you know, yeah. and and it, that's where things start to fall apart when you're throwing these attacks, especially against a figure like Kanan, who's going to reroll his yeah. black dice, and you're probably not going to get damage on him with a regular riot trooper, right? Yeah. If he's yep. close enough to the other Specter Cell members to give them the reroll, you you're going to be in trouble there. Um, half of these guys, half the Spectre Cell units have some form of recover, you know? Yep. Ezra's got a surge to recover. Zeb has a surge to recover one. Um, yep. Sabine has the special action to recover. So yep. the riot... Chopper can recover, not that it matters. <laughs> right. I mean, it could matter, right? With his extra block, it can matter. Absolutely. The riot swarm attacks are so 
small and doing so little damage that it actually gives Spectre Cell an opportunity to use those recover abilities that they normally maybe wouldn't. But when the Riot yeah. Swarm is just plinking one damage, two damage on you, um, all of a sudden, yeah, Zeb with 15 health and a surge to recover, you're never going to take him down. Um, Holy smokes. You're never going to take Kanan down. Uh, yeah. Ezra has two blocks built in um, yeah. and a white dice. You are going to have... That a- he can reroll. Right. So now yeah. it comes down to like, maybe you can get Hera and Chopper, but it's going to take several attacks. Um, and all the while, Spectre Cell is more than equipped uh, to be mowing these riot troopers down, right? Like, wow. Kanan's going to one-shot them. Ezra's going to one-shot them. Um, Sabine with the grenade, maybe. Uh, if Zeb closes the gap and hits you with his two attacks, he's going to one-shot a regular, you know, for sure. Wow. Um, and so then they can just... Yeah, Spectre Cell is just super good at, at just overwhelming them. Yeah, um, overwhelming. Yeah, that's such a man. That's crazy. Yeah, I guess like me, I, and I, I assume that on like rogue AI, you would you would still be in a good shot, but you'd still be like, you know, Spectre could still like lock down a particular area of the map, right? And unless like the the AI bounces like adverse to you, they will just kill everything that like ends up in a certain area, right? It's true. So yeah, uh, fig- it's it's definitely interesting because figures like Kanan and Zeb, like I said, against a riot swarm, I think those guys can sort of walk around like almost uncontested. Yeah, because it's going to take so much to try to whittle those guys down. Um, that they kind of have free reign to just cruise through wherever they want to go. They don't need to be hesitant at all. You know what I mean? Man, that's crazy. Yeah. So, yeah, I think for as fun as it is and as good of a list as I think it is, the fact that Spectre Cell is so good and so popular means that you're going to have a hard time um, going up against them. I think it still will do fine against a lot of other lists. Um, yeah. The rise in tokens uh, is a little challenging. Cards like extra armor um, mm. spread more defense around, but, you know, you can overcome the four blocks from extra armor with yeah. 12 riot troopers eventually. Um, yeah. You're not planning on one-shotting anyone anyway. Exactly. Anyway, right? Yeah, exactly. I think it could definitely still play against, like, the the rise of the current Vader lists, the, the um, Vader, Palp, and Thrawn. Thrawn, yeah. Um, because... Right, exactly. Because there's only so many attacks in that list. You kind of spread out and stay away from Vader as much as you can. Yep. Um, and if you can if you can close the gap and get to Thrawn, like the Riot Troopers will probably take Thrawn down, in, you know, in a few attacks. Yep. Um, but you know, the emperor's force lightning is super good against a riot swarm. Man. So, wow. Yeah. So it's, I've definitely, um, got some thoughts about, you know, some tinkering to do with it and see if I could tweak it and bring it back. Um, cards like dying lunge are super good in a riot swarm list, you know? Yep. Um, I really like 
the combat resupply is like an imperial only card i've seen yes the distribute damage tokens tokens. among figures it's not like it's not like ready weapons or whatever the one that only gives it to figures in that group it's imperial figures equal to the round number and so that's something that i think can really help the riot swarm right because you spread out three or maybe four of those damage tokens and now you're you're upping your chances of getting that damage through with the strain maybe with the weaken um so yeah i think it's it's something that's worth playing around with but again i think it needs it needs a tweak to have a chance at dealing with specter you know what i mean yeah yeah that makes sense so well in the face of that what are you currently like working on regionals are going to be are coming up i think they're starting the end of november beginning of december i think december 1st actually is the first regional and there's already three or four that have been scheduled that i know about so do you is does, is North Carolina getting a regional? Do you know? Uh, we should. I haven't seen um, anything confirmed uh, yeah, yet. Yeah, because FFG hasn't posted anything. Yeah, quite yet. but we've had um, we've had one in Raleigh for the last two years, so I would expect uh, to see one here again. Yeah, cool. hopefully find that date soon. Um, but yeah, as far as what I'm working on now, so you know, earlier I was saying that I've been playing Imperial. Um, I'm a diehard Imperial player and have been playing them for a long time. Um, and I have wholly adopted to Spectre Cell at this point. So, <laughs> All right. Well, uh, that, that solves your list building right. problem. It just it takes out um, any of those decisions I had to make, you know? <laughs> no. Um, so the thing that I really yeah. like about it is that it plays – it's really interesting um, – it plays very different than what rebel oh man players Completely. rebel lists are used to right the thing that yeah. i like about it is that i find it i find the play style of specter cell to actually be fairly similar to the kinds of imperial trooper lists that i've been playing for a long time um, yep. the thought is there that the offense is a lot of short to medium range attack power um the positioning is super important you know yep Um, absolutely durable figures efficient stat lines exactly yeah uh it's not super card dependent um like a lot of other lists are and you know imperial lists are not super card dependent so a lot of those factors um i yeah have really kind of drawn me towards it and um i I've had good experiences playing it. I think it's super good. Uh, yeah. Yes. The version that I'm currently um, uh, infatuated with is running Motivation on Zeb. Oh, um, yes. JK's been doing this. And I really like it a lot. It gives a lot of flexibility with the positioning. Um, yep. It makes Zeb a slightly bigger threat. Um, yep. He's now worth nine points, but at the same time, if somebody comes after Zeb, I'm mostly okay with that. It's not like if I lose Zeb, that's fine, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, you're pl- like Zeb's always, I'm like, Zeb's gonna die, but if he gets off four of his attacks, it's like, okay, I will so happily take that. Sure. The motivation lets you, gives you so many options for like repositioning. Hera, if you need to use call the shots on an attack, yep. um, mm. reposition Ezra if he's a little overexposed. 
um, move, you know, you combine the motivation with the specter cell uh, card ability that says, you know, exhaust to give another figure two movement and an attack. Now you could potentially move somebody three and attack so good. off of motivation. So good. Yeah, mm. I, I really like it. Um, obviously, doubt is an excellent card as well. I, I, yeah, it's hard to say. Like, I think that just comes down to player preference and play style. Um, and, and a little bit of a meta call. If you're gonna, if I am like, yeah. playing in Europe and everyone's running their scum lists, I'm definitely going to include doubt. Sure, but yeah, exactly. the The thing I like about motivation is that I think I, I really like having motivation in the mirror match against Vector Cells, yes. um, yeah. especially if they're running doubt because doubt doesn't do very much against Specter Cell. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely not. So. Yeah, I'm still kind of tinkering around with that. Um, like I said, I like the list. I uh, I think it's great. I I keep um, list building and going back to Imperials to see if I can find something that I think does the trick. But um, I just haven't I just haven't cracked it yet. You know, <laughs> and oh, part yes. part of my reason of running uh, Specter Cells that I'm I'm wanting I'm wanting someone to to beat me with it. You know what I mean? I'm wanting to lose yeah. with it and figure out like what are the factors that lead to you losing with it um so that I could learn how to beat it. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Do you think um like what do you are you is your opinion at this point like do you think Spectre Cell is going to get cracked before Worlds? Like cuz and I think a good comparison is like Palpatine, right? Like when Palpatine and Vader first started storming the meta, it didn't seem like anything could really stop it. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, not like, not that like nothing could stop it, but just that it was so strong, right? And then, you know, Lucas and James and, you know, the Vader contingent figures out this unshakable Vader thing. Yeah. Or, you know, like however that goes down. And it turns out Han Rangers is okay. Again. You know, like, so like eventually it kind of gets solved. Do you think that's going to happen with Spectre? I think we will get there. Yeah. I think we've got enough time and we've got enough, um, really talented players uh enough you know um master strategists kind of working on this trying to figure out how to beat specter cell right um i don't know what the answer is right now uh yeah but i do think you know a few months from now um you know going in going into worlds i think we'll be looking at a a meta where the gap has has closed a little bit at least, you know what I mean? Where people yeah, are absolutely. finding lists that are becoming more and more effective against Spectre um, and finding ways to sort of play around what Spectre does, you know? Yeah. Uh, the Lothal Wastes map is going to be an interesting shakeup because most Isley is super good for yes. Spectre Cell. Um, yep. So that's probably not... a probably not a terrible thing in terms of overall um balance this larger map that maybe isn't as awesome for specter cell although i think they still can do fine on it especially with the blitz where oh yeah like you officially skip round one right Right. so so you just run halfway across the map and yeah yeah. oh man what a crazy crazy map that's gonna be it'll be fun it'll be fun to see how it shakes things out absolutely yeah hmm well, cool. Very, very cool. Well, Ryan, well, do you have any anything else for us? Any other thoughts, tips, suggestions? Um, 
I say just, uh, you know, keep playing, keep experimenting, um, mm. especially as people are getting ready for the regional season, which is right around the corner. Um, you know, try, try these experimental lists out. Um, it's all about, it's all about getting the practice in there. And, um, you know, kind of like I talked about today, just coming up with a plan that works for you, um, yeah. is, is a, a big part of it. So, um, yeah, just have fun Absolutely. with the game. One more, uh, one more question. What figure would you say or command card do you think is currently underrated? And like, if, if I were to have said, let's see, I don't want to say Jabba. I'm trying to think of like a figure that was underrated a few months ago who has just been proving his or her worth. And I'm nothing is really coming to mind. I mean, Spectre has just put such an incredible weight on things, but like, is there a command card or figure that you think is currently underrated that we're going to be hearing a lot more of in the next few months? Hmm, that's a good, definitely a good question. Um, so, in my ex- yeah, my experience, like I said, mostly with imperial lists. Um, what I'm seeing there is is definitely the rise of like the ATDP and Emperor Palpatine coming yes. back into their own, yep. which I I think is really cool because those figures came out and they were definitely powerful. Um, I think they weren't really fitting into a uh, a great spot when they first came out right so there yeah. was a lot of people playing around with them and trying to make them work and now now people are kind of going back to those two looking for answers to specter cell yeah. right and I, i'm really glad to see that palpatine is is kind of on the rise um and he he has this interesting sort of counter um effect where the specter cell card gives you an extra attack palpatine you know gives the imperialist squad an extra attack um i yeah i i don't know if those were ever underrated um but definitely uh it's good to see those figures sort of on the up and up you know yeah coming back coming back into the meta yeah yeah awesome for sure Oh, you got it. I'm sorry. I think I almost cut you off. Oh, no, no, you're good. Um, the other figure that I um, would like to see make a resurgence, but I'm not sure that it, it will come come to fruition, is um, the Elite Sentry Droids. Oh, uh, yes. You know, and I think um, given the presence of doubt, kind of squeezing the Elite Rangers out a little bit, um, the sentry droids are have an interesting opportunity yeah. where they could um, kind of creep in as this long range unit that um, maybe doesn't have to worry about getting sniped by rangers quite as much as before. Yeah. Um, they can mostly survive. Uh, I mean, especially if they're in an imperial squad, they're going to survive at least one. <laughs> Uh, specter attack right, right right which is a big deal because if if specter is swarming they're going to be able to double tap yes and so you know hope i mean that's they've got still a lot of block you're gonna have to get through but right. they've got pierce they got a surge so. for pierce too which is a big deal that is um, a big deal i think they're a very interesting unit the challenge that i've i've tried running them many times the challenge i've always had with them is um finding that it's pretty difficult to get 10 points of value out of them you know what i mean um yeah you need to make some big 
kills with those guys in order to get those 10 points back. And it doesn't always happen. Yeah. Yes, indeed. indeed. So, well, we shall see. We shall see. I would, I would, re- I feel like they've never really come into their own and maybe it is just because they're a little too far below the power curve. I mean, there's also just like the opportunity cost, right? Like if you're bringing them into an Imperial list, like what are you leaving out is kind of the problem at this right. point. So, Yeah. Right, that could be four regular riot troopers. <laughs> That's exactly right. <laughs> oh man, two squads. Yeah. Oh, oh wow, that is disgusting. <laughs> awesome, awesome. Well, it is late in North Carolina, Ryan. So we want yep. to thank you very much for regaling us with your strategy. This has been awesome. I it has inspired me not to run the riot swarm, but <laughs> maybe to get a little bit more creative with. Um, a little bit more creative with my list building. It has been interesting. We've got a local player, Robert, who he has run like a Jawa swarm, yeah. which functions similarly to the riot swarm in that you're rarely concerned with killing people. You're more concerned with just getting points off the board and getting kills of opportunity. Yes. Um, although he has kind of, he has really pivoted to a uh, scum points manipulation list that is really about points manipulation, right? So it is interesting because I feel like your the riot swarm it seems like most of your games at um at nationals weren't terribly close like not in the sense of like they weren't close but that it was never like oh my gosh i rolled a dodge and that was what won me the game right yeah where and that's something nice about that list whereas it seems like with roberts like this point manipulation thing where it's not about you're not winning off objectives you are but you're also winning off of these big card plays it's like almost like playing mill, right? Like in destiny or something like that. Yeah. Where you're like losing, 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 losing. Oh, I just got to 40, like by like racing, like racing there with a few cards. So right. I, I really like that idea of this, of these lists, but I guess we'll see. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting to have those um, kind of these alternative uh, paths to victory. Right. Absolutely. Um, and I, yeah, I think that's good for the game. And I, um, yeah, want to, want to see those kinds of lists having a shot out there you know absolutely absolutely awesome well again we want to thank you ryan for coming on i appreciate you having me we uh, want to encourage everyone to join the slack channel again we're going to be starting our wave three vassal tournament here pretty soon so we encourage everyone to um, join the slack channel by sending an email to zionsfinestia at gmail.com so you can get in on that so you can face um ryan playing specter cell if you want something that'll really crush your soul absolutely Uh, (laughs) (laughs) oh that'll be awesome but we want to encourage everyone to join us and ryan again thank you for coming on yeah uh, great conversation kenny have a good one